Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lorgwaves. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Taya. I'm Grace and I have a confession. Can you make it quick? I'm getting Bob to recoagulate in this corner. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's about Bob, actually. So our oh. wonderful sponsor, Card Kingdom, I was selling some cards and they just emailed me and it turns out I accidentally sent one of the Beebles in with my sell order. So uh, they're shipping oh. it back. But it's going to take a bit. Oh. Did you at least get the Beeble graded before it came back? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's got to be near mint, right? Like It wasn't on the list, and they were like, this seems kind of important. Did you mean to send this Beeble in? I was like, no, I didn't. That's actually one of our hosts. And they were like, oh, your host is a Beeble. And I was like, no, he's a group of Beebles. It's complicated. So uh, thanks to our <laughs> wonderful sponsor, Card Kingdom, for uh, not only processing uh, sell orders wicked fast, but also making sure that our host, Bob, gets home safely. Yeah, I mean, that explains a lot as to why he hasn't completely recoagulated yet. Luckily, I've been keeping Bob alive with the uh, wonderful welcoming words of support from our patrons on Patreon. I've been just sort of sitting next to the blob that is Bob and, you know, reading off of the list, you know, well wishes and names. And it's hard to tell because, you know, a blob of beebles doesn't have very much in the way of facial expressions, but Bob seems to like it. So thanks, yeah. patrons on Patreon, for giving us a little bit of a little bit of comfort in these trying times. Thanks for the support. Lady Snuffles, put that people down. Put that people down. Lady Snuffles. Oh, nope. She's batting it nope. across the floor. Oh, God, not again. Oh, okay, well, I'll I'll find it after the podcast. Oh. Okay. Well, seems like we've got the final installment of Zendikar Rising Story. Yay, Weekly Story is back. And what we left off with, you know, uh, uh, getting ready for a three-way showdown with Nissa, Jace, and Nahiri. It's a real Zendikari standoff. It's Hanu somewhere in the world. It's Hanu and a tumbleweed elemental <laughs> rolls across the ground <laughs> and gets squished by Nahiri's boot. Aww. Aww. That's actually kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm wondering about like tumbleweed elemental physiology, and that is just a hole I don't need to go down. Yeah, I started sketching out possible anatomical stuff for the Tumbleweed Elemental. Listeners, if you have any ideas, let us know. But in the meantime, let's get to it. Two Guardians by A.T. Greenblatt. Nissa ready to beat some sense into Jace and Nahiri both. She had dozens of elementals behind her, and Zendikar itself was on her side. She thought briefly how her life would have been different if she'd never become a planeswalker. She wouldn't be mourning Gideon. She wouldn't have had her relationship destroyed by biphobic execs in marketing. How are you traveling so fast? Did you learn teleportation during your short stint as a blue character? Nyssa clenched her fists. She knew if she'd never left Zendikar, she'd never have leveled up enough to summon so many cool elementals. Zendikar is where I belong. It's the heart of my power and strength. Haven't you seen the Commander Staple Zendikar resurgent? That is my symbol. You murdered my plant friend. Leave my home now or I'll molt you. Jace, once again, failed to do anything useful to defuse a situation he should have been able to handle at his level while Nissa stared at Nahiri. Zendikar was mine first, and I will gentrify it again, Tree Dweller. Nissa thought of the elementals she loved, who loved her and became her family while she was in exile. Elementals, 
who taught her what being part of a family meant, what a family was supposed to be, who came to her aid now, without her asking. Hers, not Nahiri's. Nahiri summoned ranks of stone swords made from the singing city itself. Jace hid behind a wall like a typical control player stalling the board. What would Gideon do? Nissa thought. He would tell you. It's time to make choices for yourself. Defend Zendikar. And they did. Nahiri was overwhelmed by the power arrayed against her. The elementals she had dismissed as simple monsters, defeating her strongest stonework. Nahiri was losing fast. Uh, you can't be serious. Nahiri gasped as she looked straight through a giant water elemental, complete with algae and fish. The fish all looked back at her. Blub blub, gentrifier, blub blub. Are the fish laughing at me? Just how far did Zendikar fall in my absence? Nahiri occasionally saw Jace trying to be useful, conjuring illusions of fire and Eldrazi to terrify Zendikar with its own nightmares. All he was managing to do was keep himself from getting squished, though. How can a tree-dweller be so powerful? Nahiri considered Nissa was right. If Zendikar was providing her with all the strength, was the plane itself on her side? Was the elf right? She dismissed the thought. She was the guardian of the real Zendikar. This was her world to the very foundation, and she would stop this madness. I'm done playing with you. I'm older, and you're going to listen to me, damn it. Nahiri summoned 50 stone blades and sent them flying at Nyssa. But an elemental eagle swatted them out of the sky instantly. <coughs> she threw every rock and boulder she could at the elf, but the elementals were always there. Damn it. Just... Let me do this. How can anyone live a good life if your world is broken and failing? I'll bring boutique, bailoff treat stores, trendy restaurants, and exclusive nightclubs. Who wouldn't want to live like that? Nahiri kept fighting, but she could not bypass Nissa's defenses. It was time to run, to protect the core. She dodged wave after wave of attacks until she was back in the relative safety of the Singing City. Jace was merely trying to survive. All these elementals are fascinating. Could you please stop trying to kill me so I can study you? I could submit a paper at the next Lesnia Symposium. No study. Just stop. You know, that's fair. <sighs> Jace saw Nahiri make a break for it and knew he had to retrieve the core to get Nissa to calm down a bit. He summoned illusionary fog and did what he does best. He ran away. He got past the giant doors of the city right as Nahiri slammed them shut. There was a constant thudding as the elementals pounded helplessly at them. Nissa couldn't destroy her makeshift fortress, not while Nahiri was within it, using her lithomancy to hold it together. She made a solid stone dome over herself to keep any of those annoying elementals out. I'm safe, but traps. I don't want to be here. It's like being in the Hell Vault all over again. I don't want a timeout. I'm so close to healing Zendikar, to making it right. Uh, Nahiri, I think... If you try to take the core, I will turn you to stone faster than your ex Veraska ever could. Uh, hey, I don't want to fight you. Please, let's just go to Ravnica. Nissa will listen to us there. Of course she'll listen. But then she'll still choose to keep Zendikar broken like this. She will never see how I'm right. No, the core only works here. The core stays here. 
pretty please. I just want to study it, caress it with my brain for hours and hours, and read bedtime stories to it. Nahiri was done listening to these whiny, infinitesimal neo-walkers. She pulled hedrons down from the sky surrounding Jace. Nahiri, please listen. No, I'm right and you're wrong. She stuck her tongue out at Jace while commanding the hedrons to crush him. She wanted her face to be the last thing he ever saw. Hey, Nahiri. How's it going? The multiverse's best-dressed vampire was standing on the fortress wall a dozen feet away from her at eye level. His long, black jacket flowed out behind him, and he was smiling. I, I don't have time to put you back in your wall right now. Nihiri sent shards of stones flying through the air at Soren, completely obliterating him. Then she heard his voice behind her. Is that how you treat an old friend? I came all the way here to bring you some Innistrad tea. Your favorite. How? I just killed you. No! She realized a second too late that Soren hadn't brought her some delicious tea. This was Jace's doing, and her mind was no longer her own. I really didn't want to do this, but I couldn't have you grinding me into hedron paste. I can't control you and keep the maddening song at bay, though, so how about we take a nice stroll back out of the city? Jace walked up to the seething Nahiri and plucked the lithoform core from her satchel. It pulsed with immense power. He could use this. He could solve everyone's problems without needing to debate or fight. He could change the world. He could change all of the worlds. No, that's not me. I may be a jerk sometimes, but I'm not Esper. Nahiri's mind thrashed against Jace's control. Her expression was pure rage. If Jace's control dropped, she'd slice him into one piece for each of his belts and skewer the bits to the wall. Jace thought of taking the core back to his study on Ravnica. Nahiri claimed it only worked here, but it was a hypothesis he desperately wanted to test. But he knew if he left with the core now, he'd lose Nissa's trust forever. You know, we should be trying to find a solution together instead of fighting. We should be helping each other out, like those cute little ponies from the other Hasbro brand. Now, lower the fortress wall so we can end this. Jace ran through the city and out of the massive gate just before Nahiri regained control and slammed it shut again. He was safely outside. <laughs> oh, uh... Hi, Ashaya. Didn't see you there. I need to talk to Nissa. <sighs> Ashaya pinned Jace to the ground and poked around his pockets with its branches. <laughs> hey, I'm ticklish. Stop it. Ashaya pulled the core out and tossed it over its shoulder to the waiting Nissa. Nissa was prepared to destroy it immediately as she held the core in her own hands for the first time. Listen to me. Nissa, please. We need to stop this. Please call off the elementals. Nahiri is ruthless. If we don't act now, you know she'll just attack again. On cue, Nahiri burst through the gates of the sinking city and was once again swarmed by elementals. Please, let's go to Ravnica and study the core together. It'll be like a semester away during college. What is college? A anyway, what makes you think it won't destroy Ravnica instead? I'm going to destroy it while I can. Nahiri said it won't work outside of Zendikar. It'll be safe to test there. As soon as I... Clear out these plant and elemental tokens. I'm going to skewer both of you and save Zendikar. You can't trust anything she says. All she cares about is increasing her property values. Listen to me. The Gatewatch can use this. We have a rather large problem that isn't as dealt with as you may think. And we need the core. The Gatewatch failed. 
Gideon is dead. Chandra is gone. You are my family, but now look at where we are. I'm still here. Nyssa was resolved not to lose this fight. She would not allow the evil developer to bulldoze the neighborhood. Then, the core in her hands grew warmer. Listen to me. I am listening to you, Chase. You aren't listening to me. Not him. Me. The core was flashing urgently in her hand. Nyssa realized why the voice sounded so familiar. There was something in its cadence, as if the pulse, the vibrations, and breath of Zendikar that she knew so well had found its words. Who are you? I am thou. Thou art I. Thou hast acquired a new vow. We are all together, Kukukachu. Nahiri continued to smash through the remaining elementals and was closing in fast. Nissa wrapped her ankles in vines to slow her advance. Nissa looked back down to the core. Why are you just now talking to me? The ground lightly shook. Nissa realized Zendikar itself was laughing. <laughs> How? I don't have a lot of time to talk. Homicidal core closing in and all. Nissa, please, let me take the core. Hey, Nissa, third person narrator here. Ignore him. A lesson many people would be happier if they learned. The object in your hand is a very old piece of me. It is full of power. Nissa frowned and sent Nahiri a bouquet of deadly vines. Why? Why would the ancient core create this? To undo damage. Control Z and all. Will you help me, Jace? Jace nodded once, but then Nissa felt him poking further into her mind. She severed the link and scowled at him. Consent? How could you, Jace? Uh, Shia, could you please make sure Jace isn't moving is a bit too distracted to think? Why? Why do you cling to this uncivilized, broken world? It was so much better before. It will be that way again. You know nothing. Nissa knew Nahiri would not stop until she revived her dead version of Zendikar. Jace had betrayed her, so she was alone. She once again gave thoughts to what Gideon would have done. She immediately dismissed the thought. No. What would I do? Trust your strength. Broken doesn't mean weak, Nihiri. Broken doesn't mean that there isn't beauty or redemption. So says the broken planeswalker who destroys everything she touches. Nihiri's remark bit deep, but Nissa saw fear behind the rage in her eyes and knew exactly what she needed to do. I will protect my home, my family. I will try and try again until I get this right. Broken doesn't mean a life is not worth living. You are what Zendikar once was, Nahiri. I am what it is now. For a second, an expression of doubt showed on Nahiri's face. But it was replaced with burning hatred. Hedrons from miles around were pulled to her in an instant. The elementals shrank away. Nissa realized Nahiri would destroy Zendikar before she relented. I will not let you win, little girl. Zendikar has chosen to live. Trust your strength. Nissa closed her eyes and pictured Zendikar as it was, but healed, still fractured and dangerous, but free of the scars left by the Eldrazi. Wild and beautiful instead of the sterile stone Nahiri longed for, she focused these thoughts on the core and into the ley lines. Then the world exploded into a green mage's dream. Ash and rain, magic ancient and terrible, blinding light. And then... Terrible silence. Nissa opened her eyes to a green mage's nightmare. 
The singing city was flattened into dust. But so was the entire forest. The elementals were lifeless dirt. She ran to the nearest elemental, holding its lifeless body close. No, no, not again. The elemental slowly stirred in her hands, then began to rise. All around her, the other elementals were doing the same. Nissa dropped the orb to the ground and cried. She saw the forest already regrowing. She felt the Aldrazi waste blooming and growing, returning to life. Zendikar was healing. Nissa laughed, and Zendikar laughed with her. She followed the ley lines to Balged, to her restored home. Jace picked up the now useless core. He considered calling after Nissa, but knew she wouldn't listen. So many mistakes had been made. Many by him. Is the power gone? The core? I don't know. It wasn't hers to use. I'm the eldest daughter of Zendikar. It was mine. It was all mine. I think she was exactly who needed to use it. We need to apologize to Nissa. We were wrong. <laughs> you think you can fix this with an apology? You've made enemies today. Now both of us hate you. You have a habit of doing that, though, don't you? Nahiri planes walked away, leaving Jace to contemplate the damage he'd done today and the guilt he'd carry for a long time after. He stood with the dead core as new life appeared all around him. Nissa, I'm so sorry. I should have listened better. I hope what you said is true. That broken things can be redeemed. Ooh. And that is the end of Zendikar Rising's story. Well, that is certainly quite the conclusion, and we will definitely discuss it in just in just a little bit. Looks like we have. Oh, oh gosh, uh, I guess Nihiri already put roots down elsewhere. All right, I looks. Mean, her plan for gentrifying all of Zendikar failed, so you know, I guess she had to just go be hipster in her own way. Yeah, she definitely seems like she's pulled like a Nicole Kidman and like, I think she bought a farm. Okay, um, well, let's go ahead and play the ad and see what she's up to now. This could be very interesting. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I'm Nahiri, and I was just harvesting some eggs from my own flock of miniature, free-range, organic, vegan-fed, non-caged, locally-sourced sphinxes. They're really laying quite a lot this time of year. No! Wait! Bring them back! Those are my children! Listen! Ah, smell that fresh, non-drosified air. It really takes me back to the old days. And you can have that, too. If you'd like to join me on my Vintage Core Co-op, now in a very remote part of Zendikar where Nissa won't squish me with elementals. Some might call our ways old-fashioned, but you'll discover for yourself just how rewarding things can be when you put a little bit of hard work into life. Huh. Now it's time to make some sausage. Why, hello there, Bruce Tarl. Good to see you. Um, ma'am, I, I just wanted to drop off some milk and let you know uh, you don't have to make your own sausage. I can just go down to the Bayloth Bodega and grab you something. No. No, I, I couldn't make you go through that to get meat processed meat. Moo. Making sausage is processing meat. Moo. Pop down there, old Betsy. 
not, not a problem, ma'am. It's literally just around the, the hedron block. Leave the milk and get out of my sight, you peasant. Oh, oh, I- I'm so sorry. Where are my manners? Moo, you're an old walker. You don't have them. Moo. It's all right. Now, Betsy, now, calm down now. Now, wait, are those major sphinx eggs in that basket? Isn't eating them illegal? What I do on my property is my business. And if you join my co-op, no one will tangle with your affairs either. Hey, listen. Help us, sir. She's eating our babies. <laughs> Nonsense. Eating baby sphinx eggs isn't illegal. Actually, it is. And it has been for quite some time. Oh my god. Your face is a mask? Moo. That's right, Nahiri. You might know me as the Wanderer, but you can call me Agent W, Multiverse Health and Safety Inspector. Here's my identification. I've heard about your little operation here, and I must tell you you're in violation of the Sphinx Poaching Act of 1423. But I was stoned that year. As well as the Uncured Bailoth Sausage Acts of 1567, the Raw Milk Act of 1642, and for storing both uncooked meat and cooked meat on the same shelf Act of 1756. You tell her! And I was in the hell vault! How did Zendikar enact so many food and drink safety regulations while being attacked by the Eldrazi? We have a very robust and transparent government system, and food safety becomes a real must when you're being chased by tentacle monsters. Now, you're coming with me! Never! Nahiri out! Moo? Guess my quest to bring her to justice will never end. Come on, Jace, let's track her down. Does this mean I can stop being old Betsy now? Jace, you never had to be old Betsy. Oh, uh, Moo. (laughs) The Wanderer is really an inspector? I mean, that would kind of make sense, you know? She's just constantly traveling throughout the multiverse, wandering from place to place, making sure that the Pure Food and Drug Act of the Multiverse is enacted correctly. And I guess a lot of people might try to punch inspectors, so that kind of makes sense for her, too. Yeah, and that actually works for her really, really well. So, yeah, yeah makes makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, makes about as much sense as her being Emrakul, so who knows? Maybe Emrakul is also very interested in making sure that uh, dairy products are kept safe and distant from meat products and stuff like that. So it's, it's an interesting development, for sure. And Jace... Not a good actor. You know nothing, Jace Bellerin. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Jace. Why? You know, I just feel like he should just put one of those, like, illusions in the sky. You know how, like, planes can, like, skywrite with clouds and things, like, with a little vapor? Um, he should just do that across the sky of Zendikar. Just like, I'm so sorry. I effed up, Nissa. Jace <laughs> from Jace and just just have that there for a little while <laughs> just to you know really show that he he messed up yeah that would be great it'd be a good start <laughs> I would not forgive him if I was her the, yeah because so he, he is he tried to mind control dream. her at the end when she asked for his help oh yeah no that's not okay yeah that, this I, is oh Old habits die hard, but yeah, especially bad ones. That that was like I was upset with Jace this whole storyline, and that part just made me really, really mad. I I wonder if this is a byproduct of uh, because we we talked about last episode how it seems like every author seems to write him so wildly differently. 
And I wonder if this is a byproduct of that. So I, it, it's frustrating. I don't like it. I trying to, trying to square the circle of the inconsistencies, literally not just from storyline to storyline, but sometimes story to story is. Yeah, I'm, and I think this one, if you look at, like, when Jace kind of shows up in episode two and he's like, this is really important, but I'm not even going to do more than skim Cassandra's thoughts because that wouldn't be right to, you know, honestly, he did, I think, you know, made the right choice in freezing Nahiri with mind control in the runes because she was about to kill him. But he keeps, like, pushing the line back to where he was. And then when he tries to mind control Nissa when she specifically asks for help, that's, like, gone from self-defense and trying to do something to just, like, complete back to the old person he was that would use that to solve all of his problems. Well, I guess the question is, like, was... I'm wondering how intentional this was, this sort of backslide. I... I wish I could say that it seems very intentional. Like it does in the story I, because I, I don't. It mm-hmm. I, I don't really think this is necessarily an inconsistency with the author. I think part of where the and I you know it's just guessing here from the outside, but it seems like the guidance given from the story was that Jace becomes more and more desperate to deal with the you know, internal turmoil that he has regarding keeping the secret about Bolas, that he's willing to continue to push his boundaries that he had established for himself. Yeah, it's it's definitely sad to see him kind of stoop to this level. Of course, I understand his, um, his anxiety about Bolas, but... Again, like he seems to be prioritizing himself over other people, and that's just something that is something that we've seen within Blue, and is something we've seen in him before with other Blue Painswalkers. But I, I just sort of think about other Blue Painswalkers like Teferi, or um, well, Teferi had like hundreds just, of years of doing that crap, and you know, and has time had time to mellow out and reflect. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. T- t- Teferius had to do his his Teferius had to do and has done his penance. The I think the thing that gets me here is this feels like an intentional editorial choice, but I'm not sure. It, it's hard to like trust in these sorts of choices that it's going to lead into more story or you know because like I said last episode um a change isn't necessarily linear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That does not mean that Jay should automatically be forgiven for screwing up. But also, again, because we get such these wild inconsistencies between how these stories are being told and the characterizations of these people, it doesn't f- necessarily feel like it's going to be an intentional story choice with a payoff. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a couple years ago, I would have been like, okay, this is something that's a setup, and now I'm going to wait for the other foot to fall. And right here, it just sort of feels like we're supposed to assess the story in a vacuum, and that vacuum is not mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, I do think yeah. that there could be some setup here as far as... I, I, it's really clear at the end where, you know, Jace talks about 
trying to fix broken things that he realizes how badly he completely screwed the situation. You know, maybe this maybe this ends up being the turning point where he finally completely, you know, realizes that he needs to cultivate these friendships that he's kind of, you know, he's relied on the Gatewatch as, like, friends and allies, but Gideon was the only one he was super close to emotionally, and that only developed, you know, right before they offed Gideon. Mm-hmm. To the point where they were, like, actually you know, talking about their admiration for each other. Jace doesn't have... If you look over his whole history, he doesn't have emotional relationships with anyone, really. Well, healthy emotional relationships. Yeah, I would say. I, I would say, yeah, that is a... He doesn't get close to people. He had more of, like, teenage boy obsession thing with Liliana, uh, who... Just used him for everything she could. You know what I do like? To say something positive here. I do like Nissa's whole bit here. Mm-hmm. I, I like how she has... I like how she has gone from what would Gideon do to... No, what would I do? And there's a firm like... No, you have screwed up. And so now you're losing access to me. Um, you know, whether mm-hmm. that's temporary or forever. Like, I... I, mm-hmm. I hope I have I, my I, boundaries. Right. I, I hope that mm-hmm. we can see that be a consistent choice with her story in the future. And I hope that if there is some sort of healing between Nissa and Jace, I hope that they choose to illustrate that on Nissa's terms. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. any I my my hope is that any sort of redeeming work that Jace does is not just as a push to regain people's trust, but rather mm-hmm. I have to improve as a person. And if that, you know, and, you know, part of that is making sure that if it is not detrimental to the people you've hurt, making those genuine apologies. And then if they want to reestablish contact, like that's up to them. I hope that's the direction they go, which is what I was trying to say earlier, I guess. I just don't have any confidence right now. I, I, I'm willing to be surprised, and I'm hoping I am. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they mm-hmm. there will be that sort of complex emotional storytelling. Yeah. And to just jump off of where you touched on Nyssa, like, I do, like, love the way Nyssa has grown into her perspective of ownership of Zendikar. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I think, like, Nyssa's, with the big exception of Forsaken... <laughs> Out of almost everyone in the Gatewatch, in fact, I think out of everyone in the OG Gatewatch, Nissa seems to be the person who has actually done the best, Absolutely. I think, character-wise, yeah. and has really come into her own in this story, mm-hmm. like in this story arc. Like, if you think about where she came from as someone who was like very much in, more xenophobic and definitely less open to the outside world, and then releasing the um, Eldrazi in a really half baked, like not very well thought attempt to save Zendikar, to someone who is actually saving Zendikar because of the experiences she has chosen for herself. Like, she didn't have to go off and like have adventures. She didn't have to befriend the Aetherborn and uh, Yeheni in, in Kaladesh. Like she didn't have to pursue relationships, but she did. And she's so much better for it. Yeah. And she's never, she's ever, it's like she's having a real Jenny from the block moment 
you know, don't be fooled by the powers that I got. I'm still Nissa from the Zendikar block. Yeah. No matter where I go, I know where I came from. Yeah, I, I love her overall development. And one thing before we wrap this up, I would like to spend a, a couple of minutes on just thoughts of the overall story for this block, since it was nice to be back to Magic Story. I really enjoyed, you know, bits about, like, wider plot we've discussed, which I think are largely outside the author's control. I enjoyed the writing in this block a lot. There was a lot of humor in there that we didn't even need to insert. It kind of came from the story already. It really gave the feel of an adventuring party, you know, up until the last battle starts. And I thought the combat descriptions were actually pretty good in the writing. For a five-story arc, I think that there was a good balance that was struck between focusing on the actual planeswalkers, the main characters, while also giving us a lot of the ambiance and the um, the people of Zendikar. I felt like that was very important, especially with um, Akiri and Zareth and mm-hmm. um, even Ksenia. We, we really did get an idea of like how Zendikar has basically come back to where it has been, but like better after the trauma and different. of um, yeah. the Yeah, I think at this point, yeah. you know, at the end here, it starts to become, you know, move from that point of recovering into actually thriving again. And mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed the style a lot. I wish there was more of it, but that's getting gritty. And, and if we look, these are, there were only five stories, but... Overall, I think we're about 35,000 words. So this was still a good novella length writing when you put it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the issues I have had have been purely like editorial choices, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the writing itself was was a nice balance between like, it it's what I would expect of like a light casual novella read, which is exactly what mm-hmm. I want from the magic story insofar as that. Like not everything needs to be Lord of the Rings, nor should it be. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, I, I'm quite pleased with the writing writing thing. I just hope that they can get some consistent internal editing and someone who actually like will ping on what different sections of character growth are happening because i feel like from author to author like as stories get handed off i feel like that's what's getting lost in translation is the emotional arcs that these characters are going through um and magic unlike comics doesn't have the different editions different runs so you expect different characterizations of approximately the same character so as long as they're in the same neighborhood it's like a good interpretation we're looking at one continuous plot arc so um, especially as, you know, characters start to have more serious development, like those sorts of inconsistencies stand out more and more and more. So I'm, I'm hoping that's a thing that can be uh, addressed. Moving into the winter set, um, we're appropriately going to Kaldheim in the winter. So everyone get your huga on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, I just have a general feeling that we're going to get another story mostly focused on new characters like we did with Ikoria and Eldraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with a guest star like we had with Vivian. Yeah. And maybe we'll see Angrath again. 
Yeah, that would be nice. Hot chains. I wonder if we might actually see Whatley because there is a there is a connection there because one of the times she tried to planeswalk off of Ixalan before the sun went she down. Saw she saw Kaldheim. So I think it'd yeah. be really no, cool. She saw Kaladesh. No, she, she saw Kaladesh, but then on her on her trip with Angrath, Angrath showed her call time. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. Is that yeah, just one during of her... one of those instances that she tried to. I'm I'm not talking about her initial sparking. I'm talking about when she like at some point when she tried to walk off plane and then got pulled back because the um, immortal sun was still in effect. Um, when yep. she got rubber banded back, she saw Kaldheim. So I thought that like it would actually it'd be funny if both her and Angrath showed up there. They could Spider Man point at it each would other. Be. Yeah. I- it would be, but I also am a little bit worried because she mostly summons dinosaurs, and dinosaurs are cold. Well, I was also going to say she cold. she comes from a jungle environment. That might be a little cold for her in general. Uh, Which is why I want it to happen. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> also, summon dinosaurs with feathers. They'll be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure nothing yeah. will go wrong there. I I'm just thinking, you know, Angrath, hot dad hot dad winter i mean i I do want to see i do want to see dinosaurs in like winter sweaters now oh no that's very cute (laughs) just like a tiny little that's a lot of wool a tiny little raptor well since it's being like the the nordic themed set it'd probably be like giant fur coats more than wool so i'm looking forward to fermented shark um, yes. I'm also looking forward to oh, what's it called? Skier. Um, <laughs> and, uh, a lot of frozen <laughs> references, probably. Yes, uh, letting it go has got to be, I don't know, some kind of blue red catharsis card. A snowman um, elemental. I also really want to see uh, just an enchantment called Huga. It just sits on the board and makes your makes your creatures like happy <laughs> because it's Nuts. it's all snuggly. Uh-huh. It's all like warm blankets and cocoa time. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> I would love, if not a reprint, then a throwback to Goblin Snowman so much. We don't even know what, you know, the the available creature types are going to be on Kaldheim mm-hmm. yet, but please, please, please give me a Goblin Snowman. Also, I wonder if we're going to be seeing Norse gods. Like, I would actually be really I would down love for that. that. Especially because Frigg is freaking awesome. I mean, one of my cats is named Freya, so that... Freya's awesome. <laughs> you know what? If you're going the potential North God, uh, Norse gods route, we do have canonically a trickster planeswalker who likes to show up and cause trouble. I don't think we're going to see Oko again that soon, but it might be interesting no. if he showed up trying to impersonate, if they had like a Loki-type character, trying to impersonate that particular have, deity. Yeah, I'd rather just have the deity than Oko back. I actually just got the first birthday person came to my mind was Tybalt, and I was like, no, Tybalt's not useful. <laughs> <laughs> Tybalt's not as yes. good as Loki. <laughs> but we do have a legendary Snick so I I really hope we get legendary Snick and legendary Wolf um, and two I mean, legendary I, I want, Ravens. I just want a version that that is like the, the Freya stand-in that is a cat lord. And yes, who draw, who literally there's a vehicle that is driven by two cats. Yeah. So it's like you have to tap two cat tokens to in order to get the vehicle Aww, to kitties. crew. Yeah, to crew the vehicle, <sighs> and that would just be like 
the best and I would be so happy. <laughs> All right. Well, it seems like we have a lot to look forward to, but bef- in the meantime, um, before we get to Cal time, we're probably going to take a nice return to return to return to return to Ravnica and uh, pick up on the bloody nightingale. Uh, we haven't, we haven't been back in a real long time. Yeah, no, uh, I am really excited to find out what happens in the sewers. I'm not so excited to go to the sewers. I'm going to get my, you know, my Orzov armor all dirty and yucky. And <laughs> you just stop off in Precinct 1 and get yourself, like, a big hazmat suit. <laughs> big Orzhov hazmat suit. It's got, like, a big gold sun on the front. I, I do want to take <laughs> another shot at her. the junk pile in the morning before we depart, though, because... Junk I, uh, pile, junk well, I hope pile, you're down junk for leg wrestling. You well, can always ask Claudia to do it for you. you know, <laughs> yeah, you you could do that. They're surprisingly buff. They just really messed up their strength check. It's. I think the robes got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as <laughs> leg wrestling is well, really hard. It, you've got like several the, the layers. The heavy armor did not help. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Heavy armor plus robes. Yeah. No. Just, just that's just disaster. Hey, good news, Michelle. I just checked the tracking for the return from uh, Car Kingdom, and Bob should be back to your doorstep here soon. <gasps> so great. Okay, I'll have to keep an eye out. I hope that the package doesn't get stolen. It is San Francisco. <laughs> there should be SIGCON on oh, it. Gods. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, great. How did I miss that they printed a goblin snowman in one of the secret layers? <laughs> uh. Well, with that we're gonna go ahead and very and bid adieu to zendikar thank you so much to card kingdom for one being a great sponsor and two sending us back our co-hosts we really appreciate it thank you so much to our patrons for supporting us we love you so much and we hope to hear your thoughts on the zendikar rising story and how it concluded and how awful jace is soon um if there are any jace stands <laughs> out there tell us Tell us how he is going to be a better person. Yes, please tell us. With that, I've been one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Taya. I'm Grace. And we will soon have Bob back. But until then, bye. Bye.
I think I snorted mid that line. Let me try that again. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah, that's so move. much better. One more move. <laughs> One more move. Oh, um, no. <laughs> take that last line. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, can you take that one last line to have to add the moo? Oh, uh, hmm. Moo. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>